0: player propping let's talk to the pros welcome in everybody to betting pros it's time to place your bets it's me joey p joe p Zapia. and today we're talking nfl draft we're just days away from the nfl draft and we're going to be chatting about player props to help me break down the players of course the one the only andrew erickson and before we even get going i want to remind everybody do not forget set your calendars set everything you have alarms whatever you got because we will be hosting the draft live again once again next thursday april 27th 7 p.m eastern the draft begins and we're going to be there we want you to be there with us we are the perfect second screen experience for the nfl draft while you're watching the players come off the board we're going to tell you what to think of them from a fantasy perspective we're going to help you with the wagering perspective all of it it's over on our youtube channel again youtube.com fantasy pros if you haven't already subscribed subscribe and click that little bell for notifications so you know when the coverage begins but i'm telling you it begins at 7 p.m eastern on draft night andrew erickson will be there the question is andrew will you be wearing a tie along with me
1: no no i'm going to be in my Joggers, probably because I want to be nice and comfy for the long night of excitement and ultimate tilt when the Patriots pick eventually at 14, 15, wherever they're going to end up picking. They're going to wild us again with another great pick. Can't wait. So it should be fun.
0: Yeah, it's going to be real fun. It was really fun last year when you and I were on together and they took Taekwondo Thornton. That was a great time. I really enjoyed uh, that. Cole Strange, really,
1: really. Cole Strange was another one. Yeah.
0: That was another one. But at any rate, before we get going into the show, remember BetMGM, the king of sports books, is the sponsor offering $1,000 to new users. So if you're making some bets here on the NFL Draft, it's a good place to do it is BetMGM. You get uh, $1,000 in free bonuses if you do it right here. and Use that promo code JUICE. Again, that promo code at BetMGM is JUICE. So go ahead and download the BetMGM app now. And let's talk about some of the numbers here of the over-unders Erickson on some of these players and where they might end up uh, right now let's start with Zay Flowers who is at twenty-two and a half and a half in terms of pick number the over under now this is a a limited wide receiver draft I've heard a lot of people say things like well <clears throat> outside of JSN there really isn't a slam dunk guy but I think you know sometimes we begin to be surprised and it's become a wide receiver league so in your opinion Is Zay Flowers going to go over or under this 22 and a half?
1: I'm going to say under, and this is a line that's moved recently. I think in the last couple of weeks, I think it was originally at 24 and a half now down to 22 and a half. So the money is coming in on the under, and that's where I'm going to continue to hammer away at it. I just don't think a team, especially like the Seattle Seahawks, like that's a team that's been connected to Zay Flowers throughout the process. A lot of my mock drafts have Zay Flowers going to the Seahawks, and you have the Chargers, Ravens, Patriots, all picked before 23. I just don't see all those teams that you could see a need for a wide receiver. Maybe it isn't Zay, but the way that the market is kind of trending, Zay looks like he's going to be the number two receiver off the board and doesn't come with as many issues with some of these other players where you see the upside, but there's a lot of downside. Zay Flowers, a senior, standout at BC. I think people feel more safe about his projection. And because of this draft class, it's just not super top-heavy. Drafting mm-hmm. safety does make a lot of sense. I think that's kind of where Zay, Zay Flowers kind of fits in.
0: Yeah, there's a couple of good fits there for him right around that pick. So the under on the 22 and a half. And, and look, it's a wide receiver league, you know, so teams are going to be aggressive. Even if the pool isn't great, the need's going to be there for a lot of teams. And maybe they can uh, elevate some of these players in the right system. Jalen Carter, defensive tackle. Now, his draft stock was very high. And then it took a tumble, starting to climb back up. The number is six and a half right now. Are you in the over or the underside of Jalen Carter at six and a half?
1: If you'd asked me this a couple of weeks ago, I probably would have been on the over side of this, you know, projecting him to be more kind of like the Eagles basically being that firewall team where Howie right. Roseman is going to take him regardless of whatever was going on because they picked in 10th. They have another first round pick, just get the best player, like easy game. But now that we're kind of hearing, okay, the off the field things have kind of cleared up a little bit. And now the rhetoric is, oh, well, is he a high effort guy? Is he giving. And, and, that, to me, <laughs> and that to me is like teams basically putting out smoke that yeah he's not a high motor guy like when we talked to him he said that he doesn't try very hard so the team's kind of inviting the fact hey let's let him fall to us i think specific with the lions like dan campbell didn't come out and like have like these raving reviews about jalen carter but like what does he come out and supposed to say like he's not gonna say oh like this guy should be the first pick overall it's like no like he wants to suppress his stock mm-hmm. so that he's available to the lions when they pick at number six overall and ultimately I don't think that the lines would pass on Jalen Carter if he's there at six. So I'm going to go under here at six and a half.
0: I would not be shocked if somebody traded up to take him, to be honest with you, yeah. because he is the best guy at that position in this draft. And it's pretty clear. I think there's a, there's a clear linebacker. There's a clear, you know, edge rusher. There's also a clear defensive tackle. And I think he is it. Anthony Richardson, this is a fun one because this is the toolsy quarterback, right? The size, the speed, all the measurables, but some of the Intangibles are still a work in progress. His number is now four and a half over a betting pros for the over/under of when he gets drafted. Some of the teams we can kind of pair this together. If you think uh, we're looking at the Tennessee Titans at plus two hundred to select him, the Indianapolis Colts at plus two fifty, the Las Vegas Raiders at plus four thirty. Then of course later on you have the Seahawks at plus a thousand and so on and so forth. But Richardson, a polarizing figure. How do you see him fitting into one of these teams? Is there a wager you want to make? And do you agree it's going to be the under potentially, which would put the Indianapolis Colts uh, on there, potentially at plus 250, even if somebody moves up also for Anthony Richardson?
1: Yeah, I like the underplay at plus money because when you looked at Richardson throughout draft, the pre-draft process, you know, he was the favorite to be the number three overall pick, you know, at minus odds. So like like he was the favorite to be there. And that was with the Cardinals still picking at number three. Now, people are starting to back off on Richardson going third overall because, oh, well, the Cardinals are still in hold of that third overall pick. They're not going to have that pick when the draft is all said and done because they have no incentive right now to try to trade that pick because teams don't know what the Texans are doing at number two. So I'm not going to, if I'm a team, I'm not going to trade up for the number three spot and then have the Texans take the guy I want at number two and then be like left holding the bag be like, okay, I just traded up and I don't have the guy that I want. So this could be the thing that just destroys all mock drafts where the Cardinals make a day of trade and this trade can be already negotiated. You know, it's like, Hey, if this guy is here, we're going to make this trade. So it's not going to be necessarily out of the blue from the team's perspectives, but from our viewership, it's going to make it very entertaining to watch the top three. So for me, I like the under here with Richardson. Again, I mentioned it's at plus money and it's because he is the guy that you go up and trade for, you know, who did the 4 so trade does a it? Of Is picks? it a matter
0: of the Colts flip-flopping there and just paying enough to go up that one spot? Is it a matter of the Las Vegas Raiders making a big move or the Tennessee Titans who did take a quarterback last year Malik Willis but certainly we're not I think thrilled with the progress he made as the season went on considering they signed somebody off the street before starting him late in December.
1: Yeah, I, I think when it comes to the teams I like the Titans, I like the Raiders, um the Texans. You know, the, and and I think too with the Richardson play here is You also have potential outs with, okay, at number two, let's say the Texans just take Richardson. Like, let's say they just they like him more than Stroud. Like, is that impossible? No. And you could also argue the Colts. What if they are, this smoke about Levis is just not true. Like, they like Richardson more. It makes more sense from a Shane Steichen point of view. He Mm -hmm. was with Jalen Hurts. Why would they want Levis when they could get Anthony Richardson, who profiles, I think, more towards, like, a Jalen Hurts type of player. So you have two outs with that, and then you have the potential of a Titans team trading up or the Raiders trading up. And when you look at those teams, the Cardinals, Monty Austin for it, where does he come from? The New England Patriots and the Tennessee Titans. The, that's how these trades get done because of relationships. So right. even in, in the wildest one would be like the Patriots. Because again, there's connection there with Monty Austin for it, with the Patriots organization, same thing with Nick Casario and the Texans. So there's a lot of ways where I don't know which team it's going to be. But there are a lot of outs that I think that it's worth it at plus money for At the end of the day, there's going to be a team that moves up. And whether it's the Texans or through a flurry of trades, I do think Richard's going to be a top five pick.
0: All right, let's talk about uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba. 12.5 is the over-under for him to be selected in the draft. The Houston Texans are the favorite on the board at plus 450. They've got multiple picks. We know the New England Patriots are plus 500, but you and I both know that ain't going to happen. There's no way they're going to actually go ahead and take a weapon, God forbid. Uh, The Green Bay (laughs) Packers are plus 500. They're more interesting. The Giants are plus 1,200. Certainly could use some help there. The Bears are at 1,200. So are the Titans at 14. So both in the double digits there, those three teams, uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba seems to be the consensus. Number one, we've seen the consensus. Number one, not go number one overall, depending on what the system is and what they're looking for and how they evaluate talent. So is he the first guy off the board in your opinion? And if so, is it under 12 and a half?
1: I think he's the first guy off the board. And for me, the way I view it is, I wouldn't want to bet him to go under 12 and a half, I'd rather just bet him to go to the Texans. I think that that's a better way to kind okay. of strategically use your your units, in my opinion, because that the Texans are the cutoff for me. It's like if he doesn't go, I think the, that 12 spot for Houston is a good spot for him. That's kind of where I've mocked him in a lot of my mock drafts. But if they just decide they want somebody else, which is totally possible, they just may not want a receiver, then he's going to fall to any number of these teams where I don't really feel strongly about any of these teams in particular, like drafting him except the Texans, but they're already the favorites, So that's how I would probably approach it. Um, But if the Texans don't take him, then yeah, I think he's going to be over.
0: All right. Will Levis, last guy we're going to talk about before we move on to being drafted by position. Uh, We have Will Levis at six and a half is the number at the over under. Uh, You have the Indianapolis Colts at plus 100. As you mentioned earlier, a lot of smoke there, a lot of, Words coming out of people's mouths about Will Levis and the Colts, the Houston Texans at plus 350, then the Raiders are plus 600, which to me is the best ROI on this board. If anybody wants to throw the football, it's gotta be Josh McDaniels, Uh, the Titans at plus a thousand. Then you have the Seahawks and Buccaneers kind of pulling up the rear here later on, but I'm looking at the plus 600. I'm looking at the Raiders, but what do you think about the six and a half and the landing spot for Will Levis?
1: I mean, I'm pounding the over on this. Uh, I I do not think that he's going to be a top six pick. I, I get that you know, quarterbacks, you know, teams need them. So why would Will Levis be the quarterback that teams need the most? Like, that just doesn't make any sense to me. And this steam that he's gotten in the last week and a half where it's like, oh, well, the Colts really like him, even though the Colts, you know, general manager and owner tweeted out a picture of him and all the quarterbacks and all the different scenarios they could do. I think it's a lot of smoke coming from Indianapolis. I think they're just kind of like enjoying the the pain between the number two overall pick and number three pick, kind of sitting pretty at four, being like, all right, well, We'll see what happens. <laughs> like we're not really sure. Maybe we'll take the best defensive player. So I don't think that Levis is a lock at all to go to the Colts. So plus one hundred. I mean, I can get better awe, a better payout to just have him go over six and a half than for him to go to the Colts at plus one hundred mm. versus plus one hundred and fifty. So child, please, I'm I'm pounding the overall <laughs> Will Levis six and a half.
0: <laughs> I watched. I saw an inter- Instagram post of his where he was eating a banana oh, with yeah. the peel on. Right off the bat, like that's sure got to drop you in absolutely Love
1: that on draft Uh,
0: that's disgusting (laughs) like I don't know like to me your draft stock has to at least plummet a few if you're going to do that kind of stuff that's just that's just madness all right let's get on with the show and continue to talk about who's going to be first in their grouping at position to get selected because this is always a fun wager and also if you're going to make fun wagers make sure you subscribe to betting pros YouTube channel that you're watching right now uh, and because right now we're giving away a free premium upgrade. So if you do take your wagering seriously or if you're something you're getting into, this is a great opportunity. All you have to do is be a subscriber of the Betting Pros YouTube channel and then drop a comment below. And just like that, you are entered to win a free one year premium betting pros upgrade. So it's a great thing. If you want to check it out, you can go to bettingpros.com slash upgrade and just upgrade. Now, if that sounds like something fun for you, again, the app is free. Some of the information on here, I'm telling you right now, it's going to change the way you bet forever, and we're trying to help everybody here make better picks, make more money. That's what we're trying to do, so make sure you, again, subscribe, drop a comment below. Maybe you'll be the winner. Again, that's youtube.com slash betting pros, or just upgrade for free today. Well, not for free, excuse me. You can upgrade for free that way, but... BettingPros.com/slash/upgrade. If you don't want to wait for the freebie, that's the way to do it. So start betting smarter and not harder with Betting Pros, Erickson. Let's bet a little smarter here. Let's start with first wide receiver drafted. Now you said Jackson Smith and Jigma, He is the minus two fifty clear favorite here. However, Zay Flowers is at plus three fifty. You have Addison at plus six hundred, and then Quentin Johnston at uh, plus twelve. Can you make any case for Zay Flowers here? Or is this already just too heavy? The juice is there. JSN's the guy.
1: I think JSN's the guy. And this is a tough class too, because it's not really great at the top. But I think that Smith and Jigba's safety and floor just kind of makes teams feel most comfortable taking him versus some of these other players. Now, I think if you want to do it from like a long shot point of view, I think Jalen Hyatt, who I think that, I'm not even sure you listed off his odds, but In just the speed. He's buried on there. Yeah. Like that's the the play I would try to make is guys that have speed because we see that all the time. Teams just always overdraft guys that are fast. We saw with the Henry Ruggs draft when he clearly wasn't the best receiver. Like it didn't matter. He's just gonna be a team that wants somebody that is fast. So if Addison had tested better, I think that he would be a more polarizing bet to make. I think probably better. But for right now, I'm I'm really kind of like laying off most of the wide receiver ones. It seems like pretty pretty clear cut that it's got to be JSN. And then after that, I think it's, there are some more question marks about who could be the number two, but leaning towards Zay there as well.
0: <clears throat> so is the way to play it, maybe do it live where you're watching it once JSN goes off the board, then see what the odds are on who the next wide receiver to go is, because that would be, uh, I think uh, an interesting one, because you could make a case for a couple different guys then depending on which team is there. So keep a close eye on that. Again, this is why you use the betting pros app. So you can stay on top of all these odds and they're going to be moving that night. We're going to be broadcasting live on the Fantasy Pros channel. We're going to be helping you with that. But in case you can't be there for the broadcast, have the app so you can stay on top of all these changes. Also, tight end. Now this one's moved because Michael Mayer was the guy. Now he's moved to the second spot. Dalton Kincaid has gone up to the first spot, minus one seventy-five. Mayer's now at plus one fifty. Then you have Darnell Washington at plus seven hundred, and Luke Musgrave further back. So. Do you believe in this flip here, where Kincaid is now gone above Michael Mayer? Do you think this holds, or is this an opportunity to wager on Michael Mayer plus money?
1: I think it's an opportunity to wager on Michael Mayer plus money. I I think that, you know, what changed, like like what like what happened with Kincaid versus McKincaid never tested. The only thing that kind of came out of him was you, you
0: know what I think changed. All of us talking about. Kincaid being a fantasy asset, and I I do believe it's not just us, but you know, just media in general being excited for that style player as mm. and forgetting about hey, this is the NFL first, and maybe the all-purpose tight end might be a little bit more appealing to certain teams.
1: I think that that's completely accurate because teams value NFL tight ends that can actually block much right. more than they do just go out and catch passes. Michael Mayer is also much younger than Don Kincaid. Kincaid's a much older prospect, so. Yeah, I think this is a perfect opportunity. Like I was waiting for Kincaid. I expected him to test eventually. And then I thought, okay, he's going to test. He's going to be more athletic. And then, okay, that the money's going to come in on him. Like, that makes sense. But he never tested. So it was a matter of, okay, he's healthy. Like, that's really the only update we got. And Michael Mayer just kind of was status quo. You know, wasn't uber- or uber-athletic when he tested. But we kind of knew that already. It's like, this guy just goes out and catches passes. He's Jason Witten 2.0. But Jason Witten had a pretty good NFL career. Um, yeah, if we're, we're looking at how he did over his entire career. So I, I think that, yeah, merit plus money here is definitely the bet to make.
0: Now we've got a close one when it comes to the offensive lineman. Peter Skoronsky is at plus 110. Paris Johnson Jr. plus 110. Roderick Jones pulling up the rear at 700. And Darnell Wright plus 800. So Johnson or Skoronsky, who do you think is the first guy off the board?
1: So it's it's interesting because it really depends on the books that you look at because i've seen varying numbers across different uh, types of books whether you're looking at betmgm draftkings sports book like you're seeing sometimes Skronsky's the favorite at minus odds And in this situation on FanDuel, he's at plus odds tied with with Paris Johnson Jr. So I think for me, it's still Skronsky. Like that's the guy I would want to bet on. I think that he offers a little bit more versatility. Again, he Mm. played left tackle at Northwestern, but he's a little bit smaller. So teams might view him more as an interior offensive lineman, shift him over to guard. But at the same time, we're kind of getting away from, oh, well, your tackle has to have X length of arm length for him to be able to survive. It's like, no, the, the game doesn't really work that way as much anymore. Like offensive line coaches aren't necessarily harping on the arm length necessarily as much. So for me, the ambiguity of the top of it makes me want to go right down to Roger Jones at plus 700, because I think that if the bears are on the clock and they need an offensive lineman and they're kind of like the first team projected to take an offensive lineman, mm-hmm. I think Roger Jones is their guy, because when you look at Roger Jones profile on mock draftable, It's exactly the same as Braxton Jones, who the Bears drafted last year. So I think he hits their profile. And I think the ambiguity at the top of this is is telling you that, hey, there's an opportunity that it could be a third party that actually ends up being the number one lineman here. And I like Project Jones at plus 700.
0: First defensive player drafted, Andrew Will Anderson is minus 400. It's a lot of juice there. Then Tyree Wilson at plus five and Jalen Carter plus 750. I think Carter's a fascinating long shot here because I could see a team moving up for him because it wasn't that long ago where he was that consensus we were talking about maybe he's the best player in this draft all these other conversations being had what do you think you think that's crazy you think it's gonna be will Anderson no matter what I mean, we also know trades impact things too like that all of a sudden the team that might have been lined up to take will Anderson they move out another quarterback goes up next thing you know. The the draft shakes out a little differently than you think. What do you think about this one? Is this one very far gone, or is there still opportunity?
1: No, I I don't think it is. Uh, I think that for me, I like Tyree Wilson to be the first defensive player drafted. I just look at him, and he reminds me more of the freakiness of like the Trayvon Walker, where Aiden Mm -hmm. Hutchinson is the Will Anderson, where it's like you know exactly what you're getting. Like he's going to be a super safe project, like or prospect. He's going to be super productive, but that's not how the NFL draft works. Like like teams fall in love with these freaky guys. It's like, we don't care about the production. We just want the guy that tests off the charts and can be this, you know, ultimate freak. And that's Tyree Wilson. So again, it goes back to, okay, he was hurt during the pre-draft process. So he didn't really necessarily get to test. But at the same time, teams talk about how, oh my God, like this guy, when you look at pressures per game, like when he was healthy at Texas tech last year, he was just as productive as Will Anderson. So I think Tyree Wilson at plus odds. I mean, these odds have come down a lot. I think that mm-hmm. when I made my bet with Tyree Wilson to be the first defensive player, which I posted on my draft prop card, which you can find over on bettingpros.com. I was plug, at plus
0: 50. 50- <laughs> hey, I've plus got one 50- too. I, look, that's a great way to help track yeah. and also to see what other people are wagering into. So it's a great feature that they offer there. Uh, but you've already so you've already invested in this is what you're saying.
1: Yep. So I got it at plus 1500. Um, from your diverse defensive player and now it's down to plus 500. So again, still a a hefty payday still. So Mm -hmm. I, I think Tyree Wilson just go chase after these freaks because NFL teams just, they salivate over these players and they find ways to get around the, oh, well, you know, will Anderson is fine. But like, oh, well, like what could Tyree Wilson be? So yeah, that's the way I would approach it.
0: Now. It's a very good cornerback draft too. Christian Gonzalez seemed to be the guy and now Devin Witherspoon in a lot of books has gone past him. So Witherspoon's at minus 200 and Christian Gonzalez is now plus at plus one fifty. Do you think that holds or Do you think now's the time to buy in Christian Gonzalez now that it's flip-flop?
1: Yeah. Again, it goes back to, you know, we have this one guy that's there throughout the entire process and then people get bored. One, they get bored. And then, <laughs> people get that's bored what happens. or the guy tests. And, and this is exactly what happened. Devin Witherspoon had his pro day. Oh, what do you know? Now he's the favorite to be the number one quarter. And it doesn't, The way that it's set up is people are basically pegging him to go to the lions because they're a man coverage corner team that that's what they Mm -hmm. need they traded away jeff Akuda. so it's like okay it makes sense they need to draft the cornerback but now that you're kind of factoring in the jalen carter okay he could fall they're going to take jalen carter instead of devon witherspoon even if they need a cornerback more than a pass rusher or a defensive tackle it doesn't matter they're going to take carter because he's the best player on the board whereas christian gonzalez he's more scheme versatile. Like, I don't think that he needs to be in a man corner coverage team. Like, he can play zone a little bit better than a guy like Devon Witherspoon. So, yeah, for me, it's like, why is the market so confident it's going to be Witherspoon, especially now that they have to peg him to the lines? Because there are plenty of teams that could take a cornerback, like the Raiders, who are just looking for speed. I'm looking for the athletic freak, who in this case is Gonzalez and not necessarily Witherspoon. So, um, yeah, I think Gonzalez would be the bet that I would make.
0: One more to get to. First linebacker drafted, Drew Sanders at plus 125, you have Jack Campbell at the same plus 125, then Trenton Simpson at plus 380. Any feel on this one?
1: So, I got to give a shout out to Thor because he's been pounding the table for Jack Campbell to be the first linebacker drafted and I am I am tailing him all the way because he knows his Iowa guys. So, does. I think it makes sense, you know, looking at Jack Campbell versus Drew Sanders, Jack Campbell's a more of a traditional like middle linebacker prospect, whereas Drew Mm -hmm. Sanders kind of has this pass rushing type of off the edge blitz type of, you know, skill set. So again, you're looking at, okay, he is more specific to a certain scheme. Like you're drafting Drew Sanders because you want a linebacker that's going to blitz and come off the edge versus Jack Campbell, who is your more prototypical all around linebacker. And there's just not a lot of those guys in this class that are just like Mm -hmm. plug and play day one starter, middle linebacker, like that's Jack Campbell, whereas Drew Sanders is more of a niche type so I just don't understand really why, like, Drew Sanders has been the favorite. I mean, we're not seeing a lot of linebacker action anyway from, I don't expect there to be one drafted in round one. So for me, no. I'm going with Thor's guy and Jack Campbell.
0: There you go. Uh, all right. I would be remiss, Andrew, if I let you go without <laughs> talking about a fun wager because we've been doing this for months now and everybody locks into at least one really fun NFL draft wager. So what do you have for the people? Lay it out there for them.
1: All right, so on DraftKings Sportsbook, you can bet on Jake Moody, the kicker from the Michigan Wolverines, to be drafted by a certain team. So you could bet him uh, different odds to be selected by a certain team. And for me, that team is, I think it's going to be the New England Patriots because I know my Patriots. And the, the spiel for why Jake Moody will be a Patriot when it's all said and done, which again, you can get right now. Last time I checked, was at 20 to one odds. I got it at 30 to one odds. Sorry, guys. But it was on the draft prop cheat so if you had read the article, you would already know about this. So anyway, with Jake Moody, Jake Moody was the kicker at the East West Shrine game, who was coached by the Patriots coaching staff. And ESPN's Mike Reese reported that Bill Belichick was so heavily involved with the special teams unit that people thought he was the special teams coach during
0: the well, East-West in all Shrine players, game. special teams unit was dreadful at the second half of last year. So he certainly needs to fix a lot of problems with the special teams unit, but continue.
1: Yes, he does. And <laughs> Nick Folk, who is coming off his worst year to date, uh, he's mm-hmm. going to be 38 years old. Uh, it was not impressive last year, especially in bad weather games. Like, he could not be trusted whatsoever. And during the East-West Shrine game, Moody hit four field goals, two which were over 50 yards. The team that the Patriots were coaching won 12-6. to This is the this is how Bill Belichick wants to win games in the NFL this next season. He wants it on the leg of Jake Moody from Michigan and – to add kind of another sprinkle to towards the connection of Michigan. The Patriots have already had a Michigan kicker in their system. A couple of years ago, Quinn Norden, they'd signed him as an undrafted free agent. Quinn Norden used to play with Jake Moody at Michigan. So I'm just connecting all the dots here at 20 to one odds. Look, when he gets drafted by the Patriots in the sixth round on Saturday, day three, you're going to be jumping for joy. Be like, Oh yeah, this is great. Jake Moody the Patriots. So that's my long shot bet for fun.
0: There you go. You got a kicker wager, everybody. What's better than that? I can't tell you. And if you want more insights, remember, join us live for the draft on our Fantasy Pros YouTube channel. Again, youtube.com slash fantasypros, 7 p.m. Eastern, Thursday, April 27th. We will be hosting the draft live yet again. Thor Nystrom, Matthew Friedman. We've got Andrew Erickson. We've got Derek Brown, a whole cast of characters and analysts for you to break down the picks we're going to be talking about wagering as well. We're going to talk about fantasy a lot, so we want you to be there and be a part of it again. Make sure you click that little bell for notifications when you subscribe, so you know when the coverage begins and be a part of it. Don't forget also to download the BetMGM app and use that promo code Juice for a thousand dollars in free bets when you use that promo code. And don't forget once again go premium today for betting pros bettingpros.com upgrade start betting smarter not harder and if you want to take a shot at getting a free premium upgrade you drop a comment below in the chat and you subscribe to betting pros youtube that'll do it for us but the story of the game goes on for andrew erickson i'm joey p we'll see you next time kids